My name is Luke Darnell, pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke Barbecue, and I'm here to tell you about my new online class available at barbecuechamps.com. This is a 100% tell-all competition barbecue class from yours truly, available online. It is a master class with 34 high-definition tell-all online competition barbecue videos that can be watched anytime and they do not expire. They are packed full of pro tips, techniques, and recipes that will show you how to take your barbecue to the next level. These 34 barbecue cooking videos total 7 hours and will show you everything that you need to take your competition cooking to a level that you never thought was possible. We've already heard from several teams that have bought our classes and have already seen success and gotten their first calls. So this is something that brings me a lot of joy in sharing my knowledge and seeing people be successful with it. So are you ready to take your competition and backyard cooking to the next level? What are you waiting for? Just go ahead and go to barbecuechamps.com and find Luke Darnell Old Virginia Smoke. We hope you learn a lot and enjoy these videos and have as much fun cooking these recipes as we had making them. Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, your host, and we are here with a really great friend of mine, I've uh, known him since he's been cooking from his beginning, I believe. And I've got with me here John Wade from Optimus Swine. What's going on, brother? What's up? Thanks for having me on the show, Luke. Yeah, man. Happy holidays. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We're getting ready for uh, getting ready for a family Christmas trip. So, um, where are you guys I'm, going? We're going to Disney. Oh boy. Yeah, um, you know, we with barbecue, you kind of try to fill in as many voids as possible, and so we're we're doing a family trip, and then on the way back, of course, we're going to stop in Unadilla, do the hog drop <laughs> on, uh, on New Year's, <laughs> and then it's over. Right, right, but you got to squeeze something in. Something, <laughs> got it. Now, you did a hog drop last year, didn't you? We did, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was, uh, it was our first time there, and um, it was... It, you know, post COVID, they hadn't had it during COVID, and getting it back up and running was kind of a struggle. And mm. this year, they've got like thirty teams, something like that. Last year, I think we had eleven. Very cool. Yeah. And there you cook. You cook. What do you cook there? Yeah. So it's the Georgia barbecue. Yeah. Uh, so pork loin, pork mm-hmm. butt, and then ribs. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that'll be a fun cook. The pork loin has always been one that I've wanted to do just because I love cooking pork loin. I think it's a lot of fun and it's pretty easy in terms of <laughs> Yeah, of and barbecue it's not, meat. it's not it's not terribly expensive either, you know. Exactly. But you exactly. can practice and practice and like you said, it's delicious and everybody can kind of find a place for it. Yeah, and that's you know and that's always what's usually I think fun and kind of what's missing from some of the contests where, you know, I really have started to enjoy anything butts and different categories in Turkey. I mean, Turkey is like my white whale. I'm terrible at it (laughs) because I always try and do something different with it. Yeah. Yeah. We we do the same. And it never works out. But I, I, and my wife, she's like, why do you keep signing up for this? I'm like, because it's fun to do something creative it's fun to do something different, and I just enjoy it. So, <laughs> yeah, we love doing any of the turkey stuff because um, 
we we go in there and we come up with something really great and we end up eating it for dinner mostly, but we turn it <laughs> in and then we lose to sliced turkey, you know, and we love it because we're like, hey, look, we, we just came up with a new menu item. Yeah. Right. After Thanksgiving's over and you've got, you know, six turkeys that you got to carve and figure out what to do with, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> I would I would love to see them get rid of the turkey sandwich as a turn in. Yeah. Yeah. I the just, slider. It, it, we've always talked to like, uh, I talked with Dave Dick about it. He's a really good poultry guy. You know, it's kind of his thing. Um, he, he always says, you know, a really good slider, like a really, really, really good slider will be a great slice. But a subpar slider will lose to, you know, a great slice. And if you, anybody can make a great slice of turkey. I mean, if they just cook turkey. Right. You know, but if you put all this, you know, setup into it and you take away the center of the plate quality from it, it, it becomes, you know, <laughs> you're, fight, you're fighting yourself, right? It's like, it's like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying all this different shit. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking to myself too. Uh, you know, we've we've gotten into this bacon wrap phase, and it was like you know it's like great one contest. The next contest, it was like you know bottom of the pack. We still do okay with turkey because we just really cook to a tenderness, you know. Yeah, and and we try not to mask the turkey, but we want something other than just a slice. Absolutely, you know, that's the hardest part. I agree with you. I agree with you. So ninth in KCBS this year. That's pretty amazing. Oh man, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> we we, uh, we definitely saw some ups and downs in that too. And uh, you know, it was an adventure. We fortunately, um, we we were busy enough at home to where we were able we were able to kind of step away from the contests here and there. We weren't really chasing points, but we were chasing points. You know, oh, I think sure. we. I think if we tried to do something, um, I say irresponsible in other people's words, it's in worlds, it's perfect for them. But in our world, it's irresponsible for us to do every week. You know, I think we could, we could do something like that again, but I think this year we had a lot of good luck. <laughs> well, I mean, you still did 32 contests, Yes, which, which is, you know, that that's a lot of contests. You got to go to the Jack, which is always a huge thing. And, yeah. uh, that's that's a great year, man. That is really just it's a banner barbecue year, and it's yeah, I agree. And that's awesome. That's awesome. So, one of the questions I always ask is, how has your career and life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pitmaster on the trail? But you're a barbecue every day. Yeah, I you know, and obviously we're barbecue restaurant people. Um, but when we got into barbecue competition, I think you were the first person I called, like, help me. You know, I, <laughs> I, I ran into you. But, you know, yeah, I, I outside of the barbecue uh, trail, my brother and I are barbecue restaurateurs. Um, and we've just recently stepped into the retail world and we're doing butcher, you know, cut hand cut steaks and, and pork chops and handmade sausages. And that's kind of been our our go to on the day to day outside of chasing points and, and trying to meet <laughs> friends up in a parking lot or some crazy campground in the dark, you know, and it's our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, and that's a lot of fun, but 
I mean, I'm gonna. I it's not this one's kind of not fair because I know you, so I can dig a little bit deeper. Like, you know, one of the things that um, I think helps, and this is not fair because you're a student, so I'm assessing you as well as questioning you. Yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> uh, is that I know that you are a musician and a percussionist. So I know the level of details because I was, I wasn't a percussionist, but I was also a musician and I know the level of detail and the level of consistency that you have to have in that. And has that translated to barbecue for you? You know, that's a great point. I I don't know that I've ever really directly correlated the two, but um, I'm sure it, it, it's crossed my mind at a point where I'm like, this is like, you know, this is just like in a band, you know, it's the situations where you're, where you're packing up and, and you're exhausted and you know that you gotta, you gotta put this in the right spot and you gotta do this correct and you can't just throw it in there. But um, yeah, I mean, I was in a band where we showed up to a gig and we almost knew what we were going to play from the first note to the last note. And it was a three plus hour show. Right. So, so when I come to a barbecue contest, I'm very regimented and, and yeah, you, you're, you're a good person to ask that question because I took your class and it's, it's also regimented and it helped, it helped me, um, like connect those two worlds where I, I was organized in this fashion mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm organized here too, you know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, even probably, you know, band comparisons are great too, but just drum corps stuff that I know that you used to do back in the day and stuff like, you know, being precise and hitting your marks and making sure everything is where it needs to be. That's all super important. Yeah. And I think, you know, in another sense, it was a, everything I ever did performance wise was in a memorized show. Um, mm-hmm. School band is totally different. Um, you know, college level bands, all those bands that I did where we were reading music, even onto the cruise ship, where it, it, you literally walk onto the boat and they hand you this binder that's like this fat. And they go, see you on stage tonight, you know? And and <laughs> we're wearing a tuxedo. And you're like, oh, okay. So you show up and you flip open the book and you're reading. The next thing you know, you're on page 306 and the boat's doing one of these numbers and you're going this way and that <laughs> way. And like, you know, that's kind of like barbecue. Uh, you know, you, you show up and... um the the conditions are different but right. the only thing you can control is that that book of music i you got to memorize you know it's not you're not reading off the page you know what the hell you're going to do and i think you you've always compared it to you know showing up to a a gunfight with knowing what kind of guns you got you know and what your ammo is um, right. i don't think you use those direct words but well, you know in a sense it's a, it's i think you know anymore 60 percent of a barbecue contest is before you even leave your house you know making sure you've got the right meat and making sure you've got the right tools to get the job done i mean we all have instances where we know we've taken crappy meat to a contest (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and, and then you and, scratch your head, and you're like, "How did I get a call?" <laughs> right, <laughs> that sometimes happens. That's yeah. that is uh, that is true. So, one of the things that always happens to us when we're out there is something happens, and we become overwhelmed or unfocused. You know, uh, like is that Alex? 
Yeah, that's Alex. He's trying to get me uh, uh, unfocused right now. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> He's on the back porch doing smoked cheeseburgers for us. So. Uh, of course he is, because that's He's what he probably, does. Yeah. He's probably killing it. Um, yeah, he <laughs> uh, right then, see, he, he made us lose focus and feel overwhelmed. Yeah, uh, here we are. <laughs> when those things happen out on the at a contest, what do you do to bring yourself back? Yeah, um, you know, I just, I think that, I think one of the greatest things is when those happen at a contest. I, you know, because we are so regimented and we're so right, you know, we're ready to do this procedure. And then all of a sudden this unknown variable comes into play and it's like, all right, now I'm cooking. You know, I went from, I went from just rolling through the punches and rolling through the, the routine to now I'm taking punches and, you know, how do, how am I going to come out of this? And usually that leads to a false sense of security. You're, you're com- or insecurity, really. <laughs> you're coming to the, the awards. You're just like, I am done. You know, that was terrible. And sometimes it's, it's some of the, the highest scoring you can get. And you're like, well, wait, what did I do? You know, how do I replicate that kind of a uh, um, scenario? But I think it being I'm, I'm hyper focused at a contest. I mean, I'm so focused that I need something to make me unfocused so that I can kind of enjoy what I'm doing. Gotcha. That makes sense. What did I mean? Being arguably, I would say, if not the best, but one of the best success stories recently of someone coming from backyard into pro. You know, what advice would you give to backyarders who are about to make that jump? You know, what what should what should they be looking at and doing so that, you know, they can have the most success possible whenever they do make that jump? You know, I, I every guy that that cooks and every girl that's out there cooking is doing something really right. Um, and I think you kind of came up to me at one of my first contests. We were at Lenex in Lenexa, Virginia. And I, I tell this story all the time. You're sick of hearing it. But like you came, I, I I pulled the dumb and dumber routine. Like the lady brought me my check and I was like, oh, actually that guy over there, I'd never met you before. I was like, that guy over there is paying for it. And she, she brought you the check and you came over and you were like, well, who the hell are you? And I was like, oh, hey, I, I didn't think that was actually going to happen. I know the server. I, I thought she was, you know, aware that I was joking. You know, we got to talking and you said, you know, what, you know, what, what you do tomorrow. And when I, I told you I was nervous, you know, and you were like, what you do tomorrow, just do what you do. You know, just cook how you cook. And um, we cooked how we cooked and we actually got a call and it was like, oh, man, we've got the bug now. You know, we're, we're big into it. But I think, you know, we cooked the same way. Pretty much every day, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting myself lost in in my thought here because uh, I, that story is so fond of me. But we we get we get to the point where we're just like cooking the same way every week, and um, you got to have you got to have some kind of a, a procedure that you keep close to heart, but you're ready to change something. You can't have the same thing every single week. You really can't. Um, you try it, you, you'll see it work a little bit here and there, 
Mm-hmm. But I think the most thing that happened for us was when we came out of backyard and went into pro, we didn't change anything about what we did from from the backyard program. We just focused on getting that pork and brisket dialed in. And we it, we almost lost sight of the pork and rib. It became like harder to get a call in those two categories. <laughs> and we got we got really focused in the pork and brisket. And I don't know. I think I think when you come in if you listen to a lot of what people are saying and you ask the right questions, you'll get, you'll get really far, you know, in, in the master's program from backyard because backyard is creating really good cooks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're good cooks. They're consistent as hell. And I think consistency is what kills it in this game. And, and, and something I learned from you is rest, getting some sleep. Um, mm-hmm. so it's hard to figure out how to get that sleep, you know, coming from backyard and now you're going to cook brisket. Some guys, I see them out there at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, going to the bathroom. I see them up there lighting fires. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? You know, take a <laughs> class, take as many classes as possible. And the, the, the online stuff has become the killer. Like I was, I was talking about with Dave Dick today, you, you take online classes and you immediately have access to that winning formula. Yeah, you know, it's a big they're, deal. They're everywhere. Yeah, and it—that's now the game. Where before it was, all right, we're going to go out and I'm going to do the same thing every weekend. Consistency is going to be how I win. Now it's, I'm going to use this trick and this place and against this guy. You know, and you have all these variables, you kind of match it up, and it comes from as much online schooling as possible. Mm-hmm. What advice should new cooks coming up ignore? Oh. Man, um, <laughs> that's a really hard question uh, and, a, and a great question because um, I was definitely hyped up on winning a contest. Sure. You know, and I think that if anybody ever gave you the advice of, okay, you got to do this in order to win a contest or you got to make sure you're doing this, you kind of want to scrap that and just focus on the things that you're not really confident in or you're not doing well in. And don't worry about winning a contest. That will happen. And yeah. especially if you concentrate on those things that are, are holding you back. Right. Because you're going to put a lot of undue pressure on yourself, which is going to end up being a negative more than a positive. Yeah. 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 You cloud your you cloud your brain. Um, your emotions become a thing. Yeah. Sure. You know, and they shouldn't. You know, um, don't don't get definitely the one thing that happens i think the most when when the backyard comes into the pros is that they get really invested in that award ceremony (laughs) and i was that guy you know and it wasn't like it wasn't like oh i only got eighth place it was like oh my god am i going to get a call like this guy's here and luke's here and Childs is here and urkel's here and you know like am i going to get a call today like don't worry about it Get that, get that scorecard and let it, if you agree with it, if you know it's true, then you have a confirmation. That's where you need to go. Right. No. And that's, that never changes. I still feel that way going to every awards. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get any calls. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, have, you know what? You have to have that attitude. That's right. Or else you're just going to be miserable. You know, it's. Yeah. And I, I mean, I still. 
like there's two contests where we didn't get to stay for rewards and I regret this. Uh, cause I think that's just one of the best parts, not only getting your own awards, but cheering on your friends and stuff like that. That's, that's what makes barbecue amazing. Uh, let's switch gears here a little bit. I'm going to give you a little chance here to blow okay. something up because I know you want to. <laughs> to do what? What's, what's one of the best or most worthwhile investments that you've made in competition barbecue? Mm. <laughs> Well, I made a phone call uh, one day to you. I was going to try to make some kind of creative way of trying to allude to who it was. But, yeah, <laughs> I called you. And I was like, Luke, I am, I am not, I'm not hitting a mark. And I need to get over this hump. Like, I'm at this, I was cooking, all right, I was cooking on a pellet cooker. All right. And I just couldn't get past like a fifth place overall kind of thing. You know, it was just, and then we were getting quite a few RGCs, but I just wanted something to breach that. And I knew it was in the flavor. I knew it was a depth and I called you and I, I, you know, I've had your food. I can compare it. You know, I'm, I'm not eating everybody's food, but I've had yours. I can compare it to mine and I can tell you that there was a depth. And I said, man, I need to get into a, a, a stick burner. <laughs> and you got me hooked up with uh, with Jay over at Outlaw. So I'd say, number one, best investment, <laughs> Outlaw stick burner. I knew that was going to be your answer, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay's great, man. I've turned a lot of people on to uh, – just stick burners in general. I don't think there's much difference between the two majors, Jambo or that. Um, and it's, I just love, because I wasn't there, you know, and I made that change. So when people make that change, I think it's really cool that that type of cooking has endured. Um, now, not to not to denigrate drum cooks at all, because that's that's what I love about barbecue, man. There's a thousand different ways to do it. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I always think about how Urkel that last season crushed it. And he was doing like a, what I call like a blanche on the drum and yep. then wrapping and moving over into, you know, a cabinet and just GC and left and right. And just the ability to utilize your app, you know, the cooking atmosphere that you have. Right. Absolutely. And, and to make badass food with it, you know, like that's just—I think that's the best part about sport. Cooking I atmosphere, wanna... I like that. Cooking atmosphere, <laughs> environment—that's a great term. Cooking atmosphere. I'm going to use that. There you go. <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast. Cooking. There we atmosphere. go. There we go. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. Well, outlaws are expensive. Do you have any tools or anything that are under a hundred dollars or less 
that has really impacted your barbecue game? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of them that have impacted our game. But I think like. You don't have to say one, dude. People love this question. Yeah. So I think, (laughs) you know, if you can, Cambros are not cheap. I don't know that they're like, I don't know that you could knock one out for a hundred bucks, but I go with this styrofoam Cambro. It's like a a smaller black styrofoam Cambro that's made by Cambro. And we have a couple different sizes and I actually have availed one to brisket, you know, and one is my pork and rib cabinet, you know, so I don't have this overlaying temperature cooking atmospheres. I don't have right. these overlaying heat issues where I'm cooking the <laughs> crap out of my brisket because I've got 20 pounds of pork steaming the hell out of it, you know. Right. Um, Cambro, I don't think falls under that hundred dollar that hundred dollar mark per se, mm-hmm. but I think you know we use a blender on the truck that that knocked out a lot of my injection making process where I was getting out this bowl and this whisk and they're cleaning out this bowl and like oh. doing all these, you know, it's just like yeah. <laughs> silly, you know, like a $35 black and Decker uh, blender or something like that. It's fantastic to have on the truck. Oh, it knocks it out so fast. Yeah. But I think the number one, number one tool would be the kin cut like plastic wrap or a foil holder. Mm-hmm. It has like the hard plastic shell. Oh, and yeah. it conserves all that plastic that you pay for in that in that foil. Like if it falls off and takes a ding, yeah. that wrap done. I think that's the number one guy right there. The Ken Cut <laughs> that's foil. Awesome. I'm glad you brought up Blender. Oh man, I am just I, I couldn't. I I have a blender in my like my scant setup that I take with me when I'm cooking on some. Like I'm taking a blender. Just for injections. I'm not doing it any other way. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried this thing and that thing, and and I think eventually I got tired of trying things, and I heard enough guys hitting the blender, and I was like, I'm getting a blender, you know? That's cool. That's cool. I, I And I think that's – I one of these days I'm going to do a whole episode of just those answers. Uh <laughs> The $100 tools? Man, that's a valuable podcast. I mean, just from all 130 episodes, what? (laughs) Just that's all the answers you're going to hear, and people are just going to be like, wow. So, yeah, you could rate them, like, how many times people repeated it. Like, that's the number one. Like, and now the number one, $100 or less. (laughs) So, do you use a lot of technology in your cook, or are you mostly feel? Yeah, you do use some. Yeah, so Optimus Swine, we're big nerds for technology guys. Um, you know, we have, at one point, I had probably like 13 probes. I take off the dial off the face of my outlaw. I called Jay. I said, is it okay if I take my Tell True thermometer off? He goes, man, you're an outlaw, dude. You can do whatever the hell you want, you know? <laughs> so we put 13 probe wires through that one little hole, and I would have one in each butt, one in each rib during those periods, and I'd have, at one point, I had three probes going into my brisket. Mm-hmm. And that was ridiculous, but we've slimmed it down and we changed our timeline so that I had less probe wires going through. I had things coming off and I could yeah. share probe wires in the pork process and rib process kind of thing. Probably but makes yeah, it a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of probes. Um, you know, uh, I have a headlamp. It's 
pretty sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think with technology uh, during the cook, it, you can't get any further than that. And we use a bullseye um, uh-huh. from Rectech. So it's a direct cooker. Like it's basically a Weber 22 that you can plug in and, and set to your temperature. And so you don't have to have two-way cooking. You don't have to have zone zone cooking inside of a small. It's all, you know, right. 225 if you want it 225. Or you can crank it up to 750. Mm-hmm. And we're using a lot of grill grate and, and things like that, which I don't know if falls into technology. But, yeah. Sure. Yeah, oh, I love that absolutely. stuff, man. Gadgets are, are what makes this thing fun. <laughs> yeah. I love good gadgets too, man. Yeah. Um, the butter cutter? You, the butter cutter. The butter cutter uh, is amazing. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That, I think this show, which through Darren Worth, has sold more butter cutters than any other piece of equipment probably. I give them out for Christmas presents because I, I see more value in it than just the, the barbecue thing, you know, to create a portion control. Oh yeah. Um, and when you're cooking, you know, baking and things like that, like a portion control is, is crucial. And that thing. It does it, it for you. Just yeah. Bam, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut. What the, uh, do I want to ask these questions? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You can ask me anything, even if it's like... I know. When, <laughs> when you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person that comes to mind? Um, what, what would dictate... I mean, there's a lot of things that dictate success. It's like, who's your favorite drummer, right? Absolutely, um, right? There's so many things that dictate it. I, obviously, I would have to say Darren Worth. Um, yeah. He owns a, an empire of barbecue restaurant and catering. Um, he has his own personal pork sandwich station at the Royal. Um, <laughs> he's he's always referred to as the goat. And there's I've always just heard great things about him. And I, every time I meet him, he's genuine. He's great. Um, there's so many people that I could. Right. It's a hard question to answer. But I think, you know, today. You know, I think it's Darren Worth. Uh, you know, I think Brad Leninger is is a phenom. You know, he's he's like reinventing the wheel. But like, if you look at it today, you know, I think two, three, five years. Who knows how far from now? It's going to be hard to beat what Brad Leninger's ever done. He's he's the the Tom Brady of of current situations. Competition barbecue for sure. Yeah, competition. Yeah, and then I I, re- I just you know I think that that uh, Darren's uh, his whole profile, his portfolio is amazing. Um, I actually use his barbecue sauce, uh, Smokey D's here at the house. Um, <laughs> whenever, like whenever we're cooking anything with the family, everybody's into it. It's got a little bit of heat to it and everybody's into that thing, you know, and it's just weird how his barbecue sauce is here in Williamsburg, Virginia. And it's like our go-to. Right. No, you that's know? pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do, uh, what was, what was your biggest turning point as a pit man, as a competition pit master? We'll keep it in competition. The biggest turning point for us was, uh, our first GC in backyard. Um, we were at Galax 
it was the last week to qualify for the World Invitational. Yep. And we had to pull a, a hat trick and <laughs> ask somebody in the in the cooking world. It was the first time we'd ever reached out and said, "Hey, you're the the ish at at this particular meet. How do you help this scenario?" We'd never done anything like that, and just like our barbecue is, out came that information and more. You know, it was like to the point of like, do you need like help? Do you need a cooker? You know, what do you, what do you guys need? Um, and that was the turning point. It was like, all right, are we going to shit or get off the pot? You know, it, like I, right. I called somebody, I called in, not a ringer, but like somebody to tell me what I was doing wrong. And we fixed some stuff and it worked and we were like, okay, this is how you cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, and. It's always, there's always those light bulb moments, especially with competition barbecue, where you see something or taste something and you're like, hmm, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and those moments are the ones that really push you forward as a cook, in my opinion. Um, I know I've had several throughout my years of doing this and it's just like, you know, you feel it happen and you're like oh my god like okay that's gonna change everything yeah like i can't wait to get home go to the grocery store and, and practice this and try and make this, my right. family eat it again you know because this is gonna <laughs> be fun this is a game changer absolutely i love that stuff too man it is yeah <laughs> yeah so let's get yeah, into it, it because I know some of these. I want to answer, ask this question. I've been waiting to ask it. Habits, rituals, routines, superstitions. They're what weird. We I know. They're amazing. Let's go. So <laughs> I have to brush my teeth outside of the trailer before we go to awards. It's just this thing, and it has spawned more great calls than, than not. I'll just say that. <laughs> so, yeah, if you see me outside my trailer, like, I go to the front end of the trailer. We have this like spigot. Yeah. It's like, it's like a garden spigot. I just feel like it's the most, you know, post mortem procedure I could do is just like clean my mouth out from everything I've just done to it. You know, all the MSG and all the just nastiness that I've just done to myself. I clean it all out and I go to awards with a fresh feel. You know, that's, I think that's my, that's my weird ritual. That's um, amazing. There's more. Yeah, my though. brother likes to take a nap right before awards. It's his. He, he yeah. does a pre award nap, and I'm usually outside scrubbing all the scent away. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> Any other ones? Any lucky trinkets in the trailer or anything like that? Yeah. So we used to we used to um, be like, yeah, this you know, bring that um, that G- that GC trophy from last week along. That thing's you know, good luck. And now we have. We have removed all trophies from the trailer at all points. There's nothing that comes to a contest that indicates that at any point we had any success at all, ever. (laughs) I think that's important. It's another fresh start, you know? It's just like another toothbrush. Yep, that competition's over. Time to go. Next next one. (laughs) Clean it out, man. That's fantastic. Um, You know, because sometimes those contests have, you'll have like a great call and you'll be like, man, that was the best brisket I've ever cooked in my life. Like, I'm, I'm we're going to get a top 10 call on that brisket. That was so good. And then you go through the, the top 10, and you didn't get any call at all. And you're like, 
this contest has a dark place in my soul right now. And I've got <laughs> next, next week, I need to be in a better place. Right. You need to purge the demons. <laughs> yes, that's right. Out. You guys listen to music when you cook? Yes. Um, my brother hates my playlist. I listen to a lot of uh, the same stuff every time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's throwback. A lot of throwback music. And then every now and again, like something that my kids listen to will pop up in the playlist. And we'll be forced to, you know, listen to Frozen for a minute or something like that. You know, it's nothing wrong with Frozen at a barbecue yeah. contest. Yeah, I've um, been having to flip off the Olivia Rodrigo lately. That's a little heavy. <laughs> we it just comes added... on, and, yeah, and it's like they add like it's my Amazon Music. So if uh -huh. you buy an album, it will like if you buy a vinyl, they'll also give you the album on your Amazon music playlist and all of a sudden i'll have a whole damn album of something i do not want right. in the middle of my playlist you gotta so, be careful i gotta be better about my djing skills i'm not as good as some other people <laughs> that play abba right before alan wins the contest playing that music that alan requested that was <laughs> in ashland this year oh yeah you remember you played Ab all morning? All morning Cause, long. Because Alan from Rad Radar, Alan yeah. Clem, he was, he was livid that you had been playing hip-hop all day. Oh, I don't know that he was livid. He didn't that enjoy it? it. He didn't enjoy it. I mean, maybe he was livid and he just didn't let me know. But <laughs> He was just like, hey, I got a request. You know, he was, he was nice about it. He was like... Play like you know maybe some ABBA or something like that, and you were like, "Yeah, done, hit yeah. it all morning." <laughs> and then the son of a gun wins the contest. Like he yep. just like red carpet. He had his walk in music and everything. <laughs> I love Radar. I love messing with Radar. He's he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's oh, great. Man, I feel like we could talk forever. Yeah, definitely. This barbecue is awesome. You know, and that's what it's what brings people together. And I always say, like, we wouldn't have met so many great people without it. And that includes you, you know, and yeah, absolutely, man. Watching you grow and watching you do well has been has been awesome. It's been fantastic. Well, I, you know, I have to say that I really do appreciate all the help, you know, you and there's been a lot of people um, in our region. You know, that's yeah. what I, that's what really blows my mind is like. I'm talking about people that are the closest team to me regionally, geographically are the same people that give me every tip, every trade secret, you know, advice. It's constantly, I'm constantly getting advice. You know, I'm a 41 year old man and I, I still get advice from guys all the time about how to make myself less of a, a slouch, you know, and, and that's what I love about barbecue. Absolutely. In that community. This doesn't leave you off the hook for the rapid fire questions, which we're getting ready to do right now. Fire away. What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Um, I see people blaming judges for their scoring. And it, it just kind of bothers me. Um, I don't think that any particular judge is responsible for it. I think the system is, you know, in need of some correction. Right on. Is that a rapid? Do I need to rapidly answer these two? No, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a, a fev favorite pre, during, or post competition meal? 
So after competition, Mexican is a must. It's just kind of like a, I know where I can find all my MABA people after a contest, mm-hmm. the nearest Mexican restaurant. Right on. What is a favorite present that you'd like to give to people? Um, I really like leaving kale in people's personal <laughs> belongings. Um, we, we bring way more kale than we'll ever need for a, a, a double to a single. And so we'll find places to put that kale throughout the contest. It's my favorite gift. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mine is poop. Yeah, um. yeah I, I know. I know that. That's why I knew All I right. couldn't take that one. All right. Last question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere, getting a message on it to millions, what would it say and why? It would say... Just be nice. It's free. It is free. <laughs> that would be all I would say. Um, and why? Because I think it's it's just become the norm to drop your trash off on people. And it's way, way harder to clean up the mess than if you just give somebody a, a compliment, even if it just completely removes the skin off your body and you have to pull it back off the ground and put it back on. Just, just do it. Um, because it's an easier mess to clean up. Right on. Right on. Well, tell people where can they find John Wade and Optimus Swine online? Or in person. There's also in person. That's important. Yeah. We'd love to have you guys come to, uh, two drummer smokehouse. It's our restaurant. It's in Toano, Virginia. Um, it's, it's a it's a nice little roadhouse kind of vibe. Incredible and, food. Incredible and food. And my brother not my brother is a world class chef and he has taken that and create element and created another world of barbecue. And I, I run the pit with my buddy Mike. We are in a band together for like almost twenty years. <laughs> and we still jam out in the pit and um you can find us there like every day. Uh, you also can find us at our butcher shop, which is mm-hmm. in Williamsburg, the next town over. Um, and those are both online. Two Drummers Smokehouse is mm-hmm. the restaurant. And then Two Drummers Butcher and Barbecue Provisions is our uh, uh, butcher shop. But that's Two Drummers Butchery um, dot com. So, right. It's hard to and, find all that stuff because it's all so similar in name. But yeah, we're we're right we're nestled in, in Williamsburg. We've been here since we were born. Um, the whole two drummers thing comes from we were in Colonial Williamsburg Fife and Drum Corps, and and it was an alma mater for us. You know, we didn't exactly finish the whole college uh, level uh, scholarship. <laughs> you know, we didn't get we didn't get scholarships. We didn't get all that stuff. So we were kind of like you know paying for college, and eventually it became a job. We had to go to work. And we've been cooking ever since, you know, so yeah. it's, it's a real passion. You can find us at our restaurant. You can find us at our butcher shop. Right. And you have an online component starting. Yeah. So starting um, today, uh, we still have to upload some photographs, but there's, uh, it'll, you know, we have a shipping system set up. We've got USPS and FedEx, uh, but two drummers, butchery.com. And I believe that's T-W-O, not the number two. Mm-hmm. Two drummers butchery.com. Um, we're trying to get up and running for the holidays, man. Got a couple That's bottles awesome. of uh, 
of uh, rusted Mustang we got to get rid of, and then uh, <laughs> we're ready for the next batch, dude. Might want to check the dates on those. Yeah, I'm, I, they're, they're just for me. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yeah. sure they're, they're so still good. good. I mean, I just don't, you know. That's <laughs> like it's a badass salad dressing. I don't know if you ever came across that, but just right on greens. It's some fantastic. Dressing. I love it on that. I love it on lots of different things. It's a very, it's a polarizing product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, I think people get so confused when a competition guy comes out with a product. They go, "Oh, this is competition condiment, or this is competition barbecue sauce." When reality, you, you've created a badass condiment for them to have in their home, and I, you know, I'd for love not, to bring that thing back. Right for not for not competition. Right, that's right. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if I made that clear, but yeah, I think it's a yeah. great at home condiment. We used it at the restaurant for a couple things. We'd mix it with, um, you know, like a spicy oh, green wow. mustard or something like that. Yeah, or even into like a, a mayo or something. It made a badass like mayonnaise, like a mustard mayonnaise. Oh yeah, Dijonese or whatever you want to call it. But That's yeah, I think cool. I think you should bring that sucker back, man. Keep it, keep the line going. We talked about the line rolling. It's uh, you know, it might start, it might make an appearance here back in 2024. Some people have been asking about it. So uh, there's one dude in Kansas City that loves it. He's bought all the bottles in Kansas City, and it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh, cool, man. Well, hopefully people will reach out to you, and uh, looking forward to see what you're doing in 2024. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on the show, Luke. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the Old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke, LLC. 